Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 136, Grief During the Holidays, Life Unexpected. You can check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can also listen to this podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Now let's pop in our earbuds and let's take a ride together. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, it is December 22nd, 2023. Christmas Eve is on Sunday and Christmas Day on Monday. Hanukkah's passed already and the New Year's is upon us. It's a time full of tinsel and garland and green and red and blue and silver and white. It's the New Year's, the color gold, the fireworks, the sparkles putting up the trees, having our menorahs, planning parties and writing out holiday cards, attending parties, gift buying, gift wrapping. Ugh, that's a mouthful, isn't it? The holiday season is all aglow, but not everybody is aglow during this time. During the holidays, grief can be amplified for many who have lost loved ones whether it's recently, the past year, or 10 years ago. For me, the holidays make me think of my dad and my grandparents and all the memories that I used to have with them. And unfortunately, this week, my father-in-law passed away. A week before Christmas, two weeks after Hanukkah, two weeks before the New Year's. And so my family is grieving, and yet it's the holiday season. And how do you balance those emotions that are completely on opposite ends of the pole? It's not easy. Grief is never easy. There's no strict handbook. There's guidelines for grief, but everybody grieves so differently. And how do we not let this grief, take away the magic of the holidays. And some people just can't. And some people learn how to balance. Some people don't even celebrate the holidays. Well, I still have children who are 18 and in their 20s and the holidays is about their break from college and having my home full. So how do we balance our sadness that we're having and the grief? My grandmother died many, many, many years ago. I was actually, I think, a junior in college when she passed away. And it was right before Thanksgiving, like a few days. So instead of us family doing our own individual Thanksgivings, we did this big, huge Thanksgiving to all be together because we were in the middle of the grieving, very raw process. And so every time Thanksgiving comes around, I remember that time. And I feel sad because even though Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, those feelings of grief and sadness surround it for me. And I have to learn how to car- car- com- excuse me, compartmentalize those feelings of grief from the past and the happiness of my favorite holiday that's about giving and being thankful. And as I'm talking about it, I may be opening up 
some feelings and emotions with your grief. And, and I'm sorry about that, but we can't deny, we can't ignore things that need to be dealt with. And so the holidays become difficult and it's like putting salt on a wound, right? It stings. You see people maybe like me, who my father's passed away and now my father-in-law, so I have no more father figures in my life. And then I'll see people with their dads. That's putting salt on the wound for me, right? So how do we deal? How do you deal? Do you not deal? Do you ignore? Do you stuff? How if you are going through grief or have experienced the loss of someone very important in your life, how are the holidays affected by it? There's something called cognitive behavioral therapy. And if you are have had therapy before, or you've been in situations, um, we use it a lot. I've talked about how I live in Parkland, Florida, where we had the mass shooting at the high school and a lot of those kids and teachers went through cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a way of taking negative thoughts and turning them into positive thoughts or feelings or actions. And usually cognitive behavioral therapy is used in grief and loss and stress and trauma. When the brain is having such a difficulty functioning and these thoughts are always in the forefront in everything you do. So cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT is a great way if you are dealing with any of these things to go see a professional therapist and maybe mention cognitive behavioral therapy to them. It's had some really great results. Now with sitting here with me right now, we're going to call this reframing your thought process with grief during the holidays or life unexpected. Life unexpected is something I use and weaves itself throughout my life and my experiences. I used to be this kind of person who had my week planned out, especially in my 20s. Week planned out and what I was going to do each day and looking forward to the weekend. And then if something threw me off, I was all discombobulated. And I have over time learned how to retrain my brain and move away from that thought process because life unexpected. Things are always going to happen. And if we cannot function when glitches in our life happen, we become dysfunctional and we aren't living life as healthy and as mentally cognizant of what is going on because we're not dealing with things that happen. We can't deal with the life unexpected. And so uh, because I've weaved this mantra throughout my life, when this just happened with my father-in-law, right after Hanukkah, right before Christmas, right before New Year's, family's all in the house, house is all decorated, now we're sad because we've lost someone we love, life unexpected. For me, I guess to add on to that, I saw him a week and a half before he passed away and he lives across the country. And my husband and I 
attached onto our first empty nester vacation together to go visit my in-laws, my stepmother, mother-in-law, and my father-in-law. And who knew? We had great time together. He talked about his childhood. He ate great. He, you know, was getting older. He was 86 years old, but we left and a week and a half later he was gone. And so now I have to process this person that I just saw is gone. And so life unexpected. Let's move into that reframing your thought process. It's similar to the cognitive behavioral therapy, but you do it more on your own without guidance. And it's a way to kind of turn a situation around. So obviously, as I'm talking to you, I'm grieving and I'm sad, but I'm doing this podcast and I planned this podcast and I wrote the blog and I'm working on other things that are related to this. And so I have to function and I have to reframe my thought process to be able to do this and to function. And so I compartmentalize during the day the things I need to do and reframe my thought process. Now, don't get me wrong. This does not mean stuff your emotions. This does not mean become a cold wall and not cry and not feel and not be sad because we need to do that. We need to have that release when grieving. And so you've got to do this really tough balance if you're grieving during the holidays. Whether, again, it just happened or 20 years ago you lost someone, but you're still sad and you grieve. Maybe you have a special ornament on the tree that you place and represents them. And every time you decorate the tree and you put that ornament there, you get that sadness and that feeling in your chest. So to reframe your thoughts, I can give you ideas, but I'm not you. I don't know what you can do that's powerful enough to give your brain a break from the grief, to do something that can get the positive chemicals and hormones like endorphins and serotonin flowing. Your brain needs a break from the grief. It's like anything. Too much, our body, our resistance, our immune system becomes weaker. We get sicker easily because we're not nurturing ourselves while going through a sad period in our life. Now, my family, well, we're all together. It's the holidays. And so the other night, we watched The Sound of Music. It's a very long movie if you've ever watched it. I'm sure most of you had. And if you haven't, it doesn't matter what age you are. It's a fabulous film filmed in Austria about the Von Trapp family. And so we love the movie and we haven't watched it together in a really long time. So on our TV in our family room, we got some yummy hot chocolate, candy canes, comfy blankets, even though it's not that cold in Florida, but it's cool out. And we put the sound of music on. And we put the subtitles on so we could all see the words and sing the songs. And we were laughing and giggling and singing. And for that time, watching that movie, we gave our brain a break. We set aside our sadness and our grief. We've reframed our 
life situation and our thought process for that short amount of time to laugh and giggle. You know, maybe even my loved one is watching down while we're doing this. We're not machines. We're not robots. Even though AI seems to want to be taking over everything. We're only human. Simple humans. That can only juggle so much at a time. And when you juggle too much, we begin to break down. So doing something like we did with the sound of music gives our brain that break. It creates a healthy atmosphere in the brain while dealing with grief. And grief and life unexpected can be a short period of time, can be a long period of time. If you're dealing with mental health issues already and then you're grieving the loss of a loved one, it can trigger you. And so you've got to figure out what in a moment or in a day can help you to reframe your thoughts, to give yourself a break, to turn those sadness thoughts off for a little bit so that you can feel some calmness, peace, laughter. Now, maybe it is just taking a walk, getting out of your house away from the flowers that people may have sent or you know, the food, you know, when people pass away, all these things start coming to your home. You mean you need to get out of that atmosphere. Go to a movie theater and watch a movie. Think about what you can do to reframe your situation, the physical situation, and your thought process for a time being. Maybe it is listening to music. Maybe it's writing your thoughts down. Maybe it's just go sitting outside for a little bit and feeling the fresh air on your face. Maybe there's something during the holidays that you've always wanted to do, but you've never done. While you still have a few nights before Christmas Eve is here, go do those things. Invite people to go with you, whether it's the people who are grieving with you or your support system. It takes work, I know. And... I'm obviously practicing what I'm preaching because I'm in the midst of fresh, fresh grief. I mean, I go onto Facebook this morning and my, you know, stepmother-in-law has a picture of my father-in-law and their dog and immediately I begin to cry. That sadness comes over me mostly in the morning and at night. And so I've realized that in the morning and at night, that's when I have to do some reframing my thought process. So I'm trying to do some positive things, getting off social media before I go to bed and whether it's a cold mask on my eye or listening to some relaxation music or a meditation or a heat pack on my, my eyes or doing some stretching just to give my brain a break before I lay down. And when I lay down, normally my brain's been going about the loss that hopefully doing those activities and giving my brain a break will allow me to fall asleep faster, sleep better through the night. And when I wake up and something like a Facebook post or just you open your eyes for a minute and then you realize the situation at hand, to have something in place to start your day off in a positive way. You know, you're not being disrespectful to the person who's passed away by doing something that might be fun, lighthearted, 
or even laughing because we're here to live and they would want you to live. Not ignore, not forget, not be disrespectful, but to live and nurture yourself. A lot of times when we're going through that immediate grief, it feels like you're doing something sacrilegious, that you shouldn't be having fun and you shouldn't be laughing. And I even walked into someone's situation yesterday and they're like, how are you? And I'm like, good. I'm not really good, but I was good in that moment because I was out of my house and I was doing something that I knew would be fun for my daughter. And so in that moment when I was asked, how are you? I'm like, good. Not I'm sad. I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there, which is true. But in that moment, in that activity with that other person, my brain was getting a break and I was good in that moment. And that doesn't mean I'm being disrespectful to my loved one who's passed or their significant other that survives them or my husband, it's his father. He needs that break as well. And so if you're experiencing grief now, fresh or just grief of a loss of a loved one from years past, reframe your thought process. Take care of yourself as well. And if you've been fortunate enough to never have experienced grief, and we've even had grief of our pets, right? Grief comes in different forms. But if, when, if and when the time will come and it comes for all of us at some point in our lives, keep in mind this reframing of your thought process to nurture yourself. I mean, that's why people send things, right? They send candy and food so you don't have to think about what you're going to eat and people come over because they want to distract you. They want to give you a little bit of lightheartedness and distraction from what's really happening behind the scenes. And so you're kind of doing this with this reframing of your thought process. It's not all about what people are sending and coming over, but you're doing things. You're orchestrating things to give yourself a break for a moment, a respite from the grief. And I know when Christmas Eve comes and my husband makes this pasta dish that my father-in-law used to make every year, we'll be sad, but at the same time, we're celebrating his spirit because we're going to cook this meal together and have it together. And I'm sure we'll talk about him and we'll laugh and have funny stories, reframing our thought process. And New Year's Eve, well, that will be just as hard. And we will work on how we will reframe our thought process. In that night, there will be sadness. I'm sure there will be tears, but we will do something. We'll do some cognitive behavioral thing that will rejoice in his life and enjoy and rejoice the upcoming new year for us and the plans that we may all have and the goals we want in our life because that's how he would want us to live. It's not easy. I'm not saying it is. I know it's hard. But incorporating these coping mechanisms of reframing your thought process can really be a way where you can feel like you're in some sense of control of your emotions, of your feelings. But please do not misunderstand me. Do not stuff, ignore your emotions. If you feel like you need to cry and it may be in an awkward place, 
allow yourself to cry. It's a release that our body needs, that our emotions need to come out. Our brain needs to release these emotions as well as having these endorphins flowing, doing positive, happy, healthy things. They kind of go hand in hand. And you've got to work on finding that balance. And if you're really struggling, please seek out professional help. There's grief groups that you can go to for all different types of loss. Don't stuff. Don't ignore. When you stuff and you ignore, there's going to be an explosion. There is going to be some form of dysfunction because you're stuffing and you're holding it all in. And it may take one little thing and you lose it. And now you're not in control. And it may be hard to regain your self-composure. So find the balance between grieving and allowing it to be released, but having good time and reframing your thought process and to laugh a little and to smile a little and to sing a little. Life unexpected. Maybe you should take on that mantra that I use that's woven throughout my life. It's really helped me put things in perspective when they happen unexpectedly. Two years ago in, in when is it, January, I had an emergency hysterectomy. That came out of left field and my whole world got turned upside down. Life unexpected. It was the way that I handled it, the way I coped with it, that I had the struggles but I coped and I dealt and I acknowledged what I was going through. And it got me through that life unexpected. Car breaking down, life unexpected, loss of a job, being fired from it, life unexpected. You see, you can't wait till those events happen to try to cope. If you start to incorporate the mantra of life unexpected, you'll handle those things much better as they come to you and they disrupt your average, normal, everyday life. Life unexpected. Well, with that, I want to wish everybody a happy, happy and holidays and a Merry Christmas. And I will be back with you next week before the New Year's. And oh, maybe we'll talk about what's to come in the future for all of us and how to build our dreams and our self-esteem and our egos and maybe identify some things you've always wanted to do, but you've never had the guts to do it. Maybe 2024 will be your year. So until next week, my friends, have a happy holidays. Try to enjoy yourself. There's beautiful twinkling lights everywhere, Christmas trees, candy, cookies, all those fun things. Enjoy the family get-togethers and the gift-gifting and the gift-exchanging. Thank you so much for joining me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world, especially if you have some time off during the holidays from work. And until next time, my friends, ciao. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Feliz Navidad and a happy and healthy new year.